0: In 2004, the most heinous atrocity to ever befall a small Oregon town occurred. One year later, it happened again. I'm not talking about the fictitious events of these movies. I'm just talking about these actual movies. We watched Path of Evil, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies.
1: In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty... That stands between a city and a disaster in a city where anything can happen. If you thought you had seen it all,
0: Thank God, is this ever? Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Workoven and with me always is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I am very well, Todd. Good. And of course, Brian, the Unipiper kid. How are you, Brian?
2: I got to wash my hair tonight. So (laughs) if you guys can hurry this up.
0: (laughs) You are resplendent in your amazing new Super Unipiper shirt, which is a takeoff of a a Super NES uh, Nintendo cartridge. And it is amazing.
2: Thank you. Yeah. These are brand new t-shirts that will be available this weekend. At the Retro Game Expo. Nice, nice.
0: I am a little thrown off. These mics do sound. We've got a new a new toy in the room. Uh, a new what do you call that thing? Just a, um, a board. Yeah, and, and yeah,
1: new recording. Just a new board. recording board. So yeah. we
0: sound a little different. I like it. I'm I, I I have more depth to my to my voice. I think. But we watched a movie called Path of Evil, which is a sequel to the Halloween movie we did last year called Harvest of. Fear. And good night, everybody. <laughs> Done. So this movie, there's a couple. <laughs>
1: I was, I was gonna mute, and I, I didn't, because I couldn't quite couldn't commit to that new button. You know what the other thing I can do?
0: What hit the marker button? Oh, so we can say when so we now want to have a little marker,
2: and that's gonna show up. in the I don't the... know how. Okay. Where it shows up. I
0: guess we'll find out. I'll write it down anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that.
2: Anything else you guys want to talk about while we're not talking about the movie? <laughs> talk the, the
0: Anything Joker else? again. Um, but we, uh, last year, we for our Halloween movie, we watched a movie called Harvest of Fear, which um, we did not like. Uh, I listened back to our episode having not thought about uh, Harvest of Fear in a year, and boy, did I did not like that movie. <laughs> Mostly because I didn't like it a second time around. I don't remember being offended the first time I watched it, but I think upon scrutiny, the movie sort
2: of collapsed on itself like a flan in the in the closet. So I, as I just started to watch *The Path of Evil* for this episode, I tried to think back on *Harvest of Fear* and I could not remember anything about (laughs) it. See, now that's funny because I
0: watched I watched this for the uh, the first time maybe two, two and a half weeks ago, whenever whenever um, we first got it. And I watched it, and I sat down to watch it today, and I could not remember a single thing about the new movie. I remembered a little bit about the old movie, probably because I listened to our old podcast, but there was not a lot I remembered about this movie. But before we get into it, I will say that this is
2: a much better movie than Harvest of Fear was. What? Really? Oh, I will... I- I mean, I you don't. I, I don't remember Harvest of Fear that well, but there is no way that this was better. The, well, there's a couple reasons why I can. I, I'll I'll argue
0: for that. Okay. The, the first is that I would. I was not. I did not go into a Conscious. flying <laughs> rage the second time I watched it, like when I watched Harvest of Fear. But this movie. Uh, so the budget of Harvest of Fear was uh, sixty thousand dollars, and the budget for this was a hundred and sixty thousand dollars does not show. I see and I argue that it does because when I sat wow. down to watch this movie it was after I listened to our last podcast where I just was not happy with the quality of the product that we we watched. And so I was just waiting for that same experience. And the first thing I wrote down was this sort of looks like a real movie. There are camera movements, there's dolly, there's there's a lot of stuff going along, going on that did not happen at all in the first one. There were real locations. There was, there was a technical quality to this movie, even with the sound design and all of that, that is just absent from the first movie, which mostly takes place in a retirement community's mm. uh, party oh, right. center or whatever. Um, there was a, a shot in the forest at night in this one that was like at least lit, where in the first one it was not. So there are there is some tech, technical proficiency I think in this movie that was absent from the first one.
2: Huh. Well, I think what really upset me about this movie was how it just started and right from the get-go it assumed that you saw the first movie. Like this is <laughs> they tri- I think they tried selling it as if it wasn't a sequel, like That's it's- what I was I was just wondering and there was a couple
0: other places I can't remember now that I thought That they, because now they have a bigger budget, this is the movie that like, this is the, the other one was like a soft opening. Like when they opened (laughs) Club 54 for a week and like didn't tell anyone or whatever. That was kind of that because there were, there were plot elements mentioned from the first one, but it recapped, eventually recapped those to a point where it didn't really matter for this one.
2: Kind of like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. This is exactly
2: (laughs) like Evil Dead 2. No, I did not say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is the poll quote that I'm putting on the
2: poster. Exactly
0: like Evil Dead 2, Brian. Bruce Campbell is
2: going to show up at my house and kill me tonight. (laughs) Seriously.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean... the, looking back on the first one, I did watch a little bit of it um, again just to see, like, am I am I overinflating what I think is this big technical quality, and and it wasn't completely absent, I guess, from the first one, but I did think maybe they were able to hire people who that's the job that they like the ca- a cameraman
2: or like someone that like they did that instead of just trying to put it together themselves. Now what I did remember from the first one is that it at least did a good job of setting the atmosphere of like a fall harvest, a Halloween season there was like a barn dance or something and like pumpkins and decorations and this one it just didn't have it that's even There was no fall,
1: fall there was no
2: harvest. So the back up a little bit to kind of re- recap yeah, was, yeah, can you tell us what happened in the picture. first one? Tell in us the, about first the one. Oh
0: boy, that's a tall. So on the first Harvest of Fear, it takes place in the small town of Devil's Lake, Oregon, which somehow is a coastal town. I don't know a lot of lakes that are on the coast in general in the world, but maybe I'm <laughs> naive. But Devil's Lake, which is a small town that has a a harvest party every year that all the college kids like to go to. And the first one, all the college kids go there and they start getting picked off one by one just like Friday the 13th. And it turns out that the the new coroner or the new medical examiner to this small town who is this young guy, he's the one that killed them. And this is where it gets fuzzy because I think his motivation was 20 years before that, his father became the medical examiner of this small town and killed like 12 people. Right Now, the reasons were unclear. They kept saying like, they kept implying that if, they killed more people, they would get to do autopsies on more people, dot, 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 <laughs> profit. I would. That's the part that was never really all that clear. It
2: was keeping the medical examiner in business.
0: I right. guess.
1: Right. You get paid per, per autopsy. Per
0: autopsy. That's how it goes in a small town. <laughs> the small town of Estacado. It's not a which of is filmed. It's a, it's a by the hour business. <laughs> it's by the body. And by the <laughs> body. But that's, that's another thing about, um, in the first movie in, in Harvest of Fear, they have an autopsy scene with the girl that gets killed in the intro. And she is oh. naked on that slab, clearly breathing. Yeah.
2: Okay. I, I do remember like that. Like they
0: did not cut around. Now in this movie, they had an autopsy scene that was kind of cool looking. They shot it from like below the table. So you see the corpse's feet and then they see their head talking about and forth even like that little moment of okay good they ga- they got somebody in to help them get this right because that first yeah the first one was just sloppy in, in a lot of those ways that this wasn't
2: well the first one ended they put the wrong person in jail right correct
0: well and before the, the 20 the murders 20 years prior they had um put the son of the hillbilly In jail and pinned it on him. So that's why when it started happening again, they're like, What? We put someone in jail. And even though the Hillbilly knew the identity of the current murderer, he wouldn't tell the police for reasons that were unclear to get his son out of jail. But the murder the real murderer, Billy, the autopsier, the medical examiner, he's the one that did it. And he gets away with it at the end of the first one.
2: Right. And And that's another reason I didn't like this movie as much is because the whole time you knew who the killer was. And it's like, why is Why am I watching this movie?
0: Although we do. We also know the killer. We we know Mike Myers is going to be the killer. We know Jason and Freddie are going to be the killer. So why didn't this one work? Because there were a ton of red herrings because in this that I was like, well, maybe he didn't do this.
2: Because Freddy Krueger is fucking awesome.
0: You know, I watched <laughs> it's Nightmare. Na- I watched Nightmare El Street earlier this week and I was like, wow, I wish I was watching that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this opens the next fall. They don't say it's one year, but it's it's they just mentioned falls a couple seasons ago. So like maybe not even a year after the events that all of these, I think they killed six people in the first movie in this small town. Um, and so this is however many months later and people start dying again. The end.
1: So this this all takes place... <laughs> sorry. So this all takes place one year after... More the, or less, yeah.
0: Uh, after the events of the first one. Did you and watch it, Mark? I did. <laughs> he did. But he was I, watching it when it came I came in. Yeah, but I didn't remember
1: the first movie at all. At all. And so, um, because they kept referencing 20 years ago, 20 oh, years right, ago, right. 20 years ago. And so I was thinking there was 20 years between the two between, no, And
0: the, so the movies were made that close together too, because Harvest of Fear is 2004. This was 2005. So this was hot on the heels, which is, I wonder if they <clears> sold... Harvest of fear to some sort of um, distribution company, like DVD distribution company, and use direct, that. direct to Walmart bins. Totally, yep. totally. And then use that money right away to, to, to make this movie. Hey, it worked the first time. It did. And unfortunately, <laughs> that it's... keeps these things going. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the cast does return, but again, we don't have a big emotional connection to them, mostly because. It doesn't matter
2: Yeah, you don't care about any like the of these girl species. in the
1: yeah, i don't care about any of these characters the girl no. from the
0: first one and this one just barely has a, a role well uh, uh, shit, let's back shit. up okay so this movie comes eight months a year after the events of the first movie and so people start dying again they the movie's main character this time is jake who was the one of the sheriffs in the first one the young guy and he used to date Stacy. In this movie, Stacy is now dating William, who we know as the killer from the first movie.
2: Don't they? Re- don't you mean Billy?
0: Billy. Yeah. What did they I say? They? William. William. Well, no. because his movie, this was also something from the first movie, where <laughs> the first movie is making me furious all over again. His name was William McKin- uh, McKinley, and they call him Billy because they made some sort of presidential joke in the first one, and that's the only reason I remember it was uh-huh. William McKinley. So he's dating Stacy now, which is making Jake upset. We see Jake having dreams and flashbacks to his childhood where his parents were killed by the original uh, Harvest Killer, they call him. Who was Billy's father. Who was
2: Billy's father, right. Played by Mr. Perkins, the villain of the Goonies.
0: I thought the villain from the Goonies was the sheriff that looked like Craig T. Nelson, the retired sheriff. I thought
2: he was the guy. He was the landowner. I thought, in the guy that they visit on the farm and he gives yeah, uh, yeah. Jake a beer. Yeah. That's the guy from the Goonies.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. But he's not the villain. In the Goonies. Oh, in the Goonies. Okay. Jeez Louise. Oh, Weird.
2: <laughs> this movie has made us all. But just... in this movie, he plays the original killer from 20 years ago. Because he's Billy's father.
0: What? Who? <laughs> Okay.
2: <laughs> the scene when Jake goes to the farm. Yes. And the old sheriff gives him a beer. Yeah. That old sheriff is the original killer.
0: No. No? No. Billy's father was a medical examiner that was also new to town. The sheriff was just the retired sheriff of the community. He was like the beloved sheriff. That was not Billy's father. I if that's could the case, have sworn that
2: was Billy's father. Deputy
0: Mayor. All right, we gotta all right,
2: we can look at the credits and see what these characters' yeah, names Jake's are. Jake's
0: father was played by Jason Lawrence, who is Kurt Hansen is the one you're thinking yes. of from the Goonies. Yes. He plays
2: William Newton,
0: Sheriff Newton, who is the retired sheriff of the community, not Billy's father. <sighs> right? Because it's McKinley it... is his last name. We never we only hear William's father via the phone on the in the first movie.
1: So the guy from the Goonies is the one that's retired, uh, white hair. And, yeah, and mustache. And, and he's and chopping, he's trying
0: he's to chop that wood. one knot yes. of wood out instead yes. of using a chainsaw like he should have. Right. <laughs> so yeah, he was not Billy's father. He's the the beloved town sheriff, but we just happened to be retired. But he was also in the first one. Gosh. So, and he is in a ton of our Portland movies. Uh-oh. Sorry. What's going on? That was that was exciting. I know, sorry. There's something exciting happening over there. No. Also, in this movie that is not in the first movie, is a uh, the characters of a professor and a student played by someone who is the same age as the professor. They're both maybe forty years old, but the professor is teaches a class in serial killers,
1: criminal psychology, criminal psychology, so.
0: right? And uh, he has a plucky student who is writing a book about the Harvest Killer, which is what they call the, the killer from these, from all of these things. And she um, wants to be Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs and is not. Uh, but she goes to interview the man they put in jail for the rash of murders that happened a year ago who was the old sheriff, right? Right. And he is the one who... So he gets put in jail and is obviously frames, but every time someone comes to talk to him in jail, he freaks out. He freaks out and yells at them and like belittles them and starts pounding, pounding on, on the, the glass. W- and this man ostensibly is innocent of the crime he is in there for. Not anymore. But I think should be there because he seems <laughs> like he is a danger to himself yes. and others. Well, Todd, have you ever been wrongly imprisoned? <laughs> I have not. That is one of my biggest fears. There was a Tom Selleck movie called... <clears throat> Oh, it was mid-80s movie. It wasn't her alibi with Paulina Poritzkova. <laughs> but but the whole, because... I think it was maybe just called An Innocent yeah. Man or something like that, where he was right. sent to jail for a crime he didn't commit. And that's always been like a low-grade fear of mine. I would not well in prison. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, so we had the professor teaching a class about these um, and giving all the hallmarks of what makes a serial killer. They're usually white men. They usually use the same weapon they usually
1: but i kept his
0: brain <laughs> the professor does say that he interviewed a crazy serial killer in in prison and that serial killer bit off his finger but he got the last laugh because when the serial killer was executed he got to keep his brain and they show his brain like At the bottom of a shelf in a basement, next to a laundry basket, I'm like, "What are you keeping it there for? Like, what? It's just there, next to the Tide and the the snuggle softener." Oh boy, this movie was. I did feel this movie clipped along, but nothing ever really happened in it. True or false? People who can't remember the movie. I'm
2: I'm thinking here. Like, I
0: remember it kept moving, and I was like, well, this is briskly paced, at least, even though we don't—we get a lot of Jake—so Jake is now on suspension from the police department, because he all of a sudden can't get over that his girlfriend from the last movie, Stacy, is now dating Billy. And between that and all of a sudden, he's having flashbacks uh, to his parents being murdered— he has become an alcoholic and just is in this rut that he, at one point he pulls a gun on himself and is about to commit suicide. Um, and then he, at, after he doesn't commit suicide, he he had gone up to a hill and starts driving away. And as he's driving away, he passes his doctor, uh, this lady doctor that he has, who's on a date with her boyfriend. And there's a whole confrontation there. And yeah. so,
2: so things you do remember from, or things I do remember from this movie, I remember that scene because then I think the doctor is played by a stripper. Yes.
0: <laughs> or at least not to
2: dress shame anyone, but not a doctor that I would
0: feel comfortable going to as a professional. Um, but she she and her boyfriend end up getting killed up there by, who is essentially, we're shown the killer, the killer's killed a, a bunch of random people that we don't care about so far in this movie. And they literally have just a Michael Myers mask. Yeah. It is like a homemade Michael Myers It's like a Michael
2: Myers mask that they put like dirt and mud on and uh, maybe put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. Yeah, but wearing
0: like a blue jumpsuit, just like doesn't Michael Myers wear that as well and like holding a machete. I mean, it's just. Now, didn't they, did they use that mask in the first film? I don't remember because I only watched the first half again, and I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so I don't remember even if there was. I do remember there was some sort of mask because they they were trying to be Friday the
2: Thirteenth on the first one. I felt like, and this time they were trying to be a little bit more more Halloweeny. Okay, I'm 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 looking now. There was a mask, and it was more Similar. of a. No, it was more of a kind of a. I don't Scare know. Crowy. <laughs> what what would you same,
0: describe same it? Mask, but he's wearing a uh, hoodie. It sort of looks like the guy from Saw mixed with um, a lizard person mixed with or Jamie Foxx from (laughs) Spider-Man 3. Oh,
2: Jesus. (laughs) Uh, When he played Electro. Electro. I was going to say Mysterio. Uh. That's not right. Um, So, yeah.
0: So, even the mask is different. So, here is my... And I don't know if I should get to this question now because I don't know if I've laid out enough groundwork for what I'm going to say. Are we
2: going to talk about the end?
0: Not yet, okay. sort of. So I, I just want to lay a little bit more groundwork, especially with this professor that has the class that's uh, telling the students the hallmarks, like we said, of serial killers, which is they use the same weapon, they their motives, are like all of these things will be consistent within one serial killer. So as we're seeing the Michael Myers masked guy kill people throughout this movie, every time he uses a different weapon, Every time he does something a little different, he chains the one, the boyfriend of the doctor up to the grill of the pickup and hits him with a shovel for some reason, even though he had a knife. He held the knife up to the guy. There was one that he
1: did with an ax.
0: He, that poor lady, (laughs) (laughs) he just went after her with that ax, but every single one of them was different. And he put down the knife when he chained the guy to the front, walked like a hundred feet into the forest and then came back with a shovel just to hit the guy with a shovel. I'm like, you had a <laughs> knife. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he cut off that guy's ear like it was reservoir dogs. Um so each one is different, and there's no there's no in the first one, it seemed like teenagers were dying. That was the conceit, just like Friday the thirteenth, that's who's dying, even though that kind of fell apart at the end. This one characters die who we don't know. There's the couple shown. Talking to the mayor, who I have a lot to say about, at the beginning, they're they're small business owners in this town, and they're all afraid, kind of like Jaws, where the bad rep that this town has for these murders is going to not- Ruin commerce.
2: Right. It's going to ruin- Did you just compare this movie to Jaws? I did, mister. <laughs> this is just like- Kind of like Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But we have the mayor character who's trying to like, everything's fine and you know, nothing's gonna happen. And this this these two business owners, this young couple, are like, but people are breaking into our we keep getting robbed, and the mayor's like, Well, that's the risk you take. And he <laughs> walks out. I'm like, What? Not to
2: be insensitive.
0: <laughs> so there's that character. And but we other than at the beginning of them saying we're being robbed, we don't see them again until the very end of this, this business owning couple. And they get murdered. And, like, they're not even characters in the movie. And, like, I don't... Nothing is being established that this is a series of killings done by one person. Now, that is my question. I guess we'll get to the end. Skip to the end. Let's skip to the end. So all these people get killed... Jake, uh, Jake and Stacy get back together. Jake, at some point in the last eight months, cheated on Stacy. So Stacy left him for Billy, which is um, how that happened. Um, they get back together by Stacy apologizing for her role in being cheated on. And then Jake says, how am I ever going to trust you again? When he was the one that cheated. He's like, well, you went with Billy. It's like, you cheated on her. Like, what do you? So she apologized for all that, which is just ridiculous. As she should. That was the only thing I liked about this movie, which yes. she really got put her in her place.
2: This movie is so woke.
0: Um, so at the end, we get uh, Stacy is killed, and it turns out that the man, the person in the Mike Myers mask, is Billy. Like we thought all along, he was the killer in the last one, so of course he'll be in the killer, the killer in this one. But he says a couple things, and I am wondering if Billy is only responsible for the death of Stacy and not all of the other people in this movie. Mm. Let's let's listen.
2: This is where he says why. Why? Todd knows every word of this movie.
0: You want to know why?
2: Uh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you should thank me. I did a favor for you when I killed that bitch. Shut up.
0: Yeah, uh, so Jake ends up shooting him. Um, so he admits, of course, to killing Stacy because that was clear. But after, okay, this is where it gets like I was so ready for the movie to be done, and then it it felt like it just slapped me. <laughs> after Twice. really, to, after after writing down four pages of like what is the motive, and finally we get the dialogue of saying, "Well, fuck you. I'm not telling <laughs> you. I'm like." <sighs> That's what the movie just did to all of us. Um, So we think think Billy is responsible for all these murders. Jake shoots him. Then the next scene, Jake is at home, gets a phone call from the guy with the creepy voice that has been taunting the police the whole time to say, like, you killed my... Father, You killed my son. Which one did he say? You killed my son, it must have been. Yeah. To imply that this is the 20 years ago killer. Good grief, this movie is needlessly confusing. But then, after we hear the voice on the phone saying, you killed my son, implying it was the... Yeah. Here. we are on top of all the sliders and... Hello?
2: Hello, Jake. You don't know me, but I know
1: you. And there's something I really want you to know. You killed my son. Hello, Jake. You don't
2: know me, but I know you.
0: Okay, Hello, so we Jake. get that. Me, I... And then, as he drops the phone, Jake bends down, and behind him is the professor with a knife who Hello, then stabs Jake to me, death. You, I... Hello, Jake. What?
1: No, nobody nobody knows
0: how to kill someone like a... So that's what I'm asking. Is this movie positing that this whole time the professor has been the killer, except for Stacy, who just happened, you know, William just finally, or Billy just finally flipped out and killed her, aside from all the other murders and the murders from the last movie, and that the professor killed all these other people? Or did the professor just kill Jake for some reason at the end? <laughs>
1: But what's going what on here? What about the mask? Like how did Jake or how did Billy get the mask? The
0: same mask as the killer from the rest of the movie. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that does that does exonerate the professor. But then but there's, what is... There's
1: nobody, there's nobody who has seen the mask to tell others about it. So there's, there's no
0: lore of the
2: mask. They haven't been right. saying, yeah... At the end of the first movie, Billy gets a phone call from his father, yes? Yes. So we know that his father is Is still alive. alive. Yeah. Does his father ever make an appearance in this movie? No. And that's never even addressed. No. This is the first time. I mean, we hear this voice
0: on the phone throughout the movie. Are they saying? And at some point, we're led to believe that must be the father. That voice during the movie until the end I until the end I figured it was whoever the masked killer of the movie was okay I didn't put it together that that may be the father okay even though I guess that's logical now because that's what he did in the last movie um but also there is a series of not really ransom notes but like newspaper and and magazine cutout yep. letters given to Jake and I think another police deputy giving them clues basically taunting them that they can't solve these murders. So they're getting calls and they're getting. So if Jake's or excuse me, if Billy's father is the one on the phone at the end, is he the one on the phone the whole time? Is he writing the, well, no Billy, I guess is writing the notes cause we see his basement.
1: Yeah. We see Billy's basement with a Severed hand. Yes, that was part of which was also and not a his body. Usually,
0: mo. Yeah, that's where they pulled uh the Goonies deputy Dep- deputy <laughs> Goonie deputy Goonie down there to kill. But that didn't match up either because the the business couple who keep who keeps getting robbed at the beginning of the movie, they get killed in their house for some reason. The killer cuts off her arm, and seems to threaten the husband who's hiding under the the bed and and is seen by the killer but the killer just leaves for some reason that doesn't make any sense because that also isn't in his image like none of this adds up to a motive of any kind it's not kids. It's not people who have wronged them. It's not anything. It's completely random characters.
2: You know what I propose you do about this, Todd? Not ever watch it again. I bet you <laughs> could contact the director and, and let him weigh in. He's going to love me after <laughs> listening
0: to our <laughs> podcast about him. He also was part of a band that did music for this one and the first
2: one, yes, the Goodman Brothers. The Goodman Brothers. There were
0: several songs by the, uh, the Goodman Brothers and and someone else not to be
2: confused with the Allman brothers no, yes.
0: <laughs> um, did you guys notice uh, when uh, Jake broke in so Jake who had been thrown off the force for brooding about his ex-girlfriend he breaks into the sheriff's office to try to solve the murders on his own and throughout the movie he is having flashbacks to his parents getting killed And the parents praying about guardian angels. And he's hearing that flashback in his head at the police officer at the police station. And did you guys notice the picture on the wall of the police station? It was this weird painting of a, a police officer kind of crouched down, talking to a small child. The small child is holding a dog. And behind them is like this insane... Warrior Jesus, or war, must be a guardian angel or whatever, like holding this sword and shield over this cop talking to this boy with a dog. It was so funny. Oh, I, I wonder see, if I, I see watch. that. It was such a weird picture that to be at the police station. Okay. Um, this movie also shows a lot of guns, like to kind of. The movie does a lot of work to try to throw us off of our assumption that Billy since he was the killer in the last movie is the killer in this movie. And it does so by showing guns a couple times. Guns are never used to kill anyone. Like why? <laughs> like that doesn't make sense either. It's not even getting its red herrings right for, for that. Um, they were reading the Portland Tribune at one point. Did you yeah, that? I, I did notice that. Which looked like a fake newspaper, but it wasn't. It said on the front, "Adams narrows gap with Fish," which I think at the time there was an election of of uh, Portland mayors between um, between Sam Adams and someone Fish. Fish. I forget, I forget huh. Fish's first name. Yeah. Um, so you can Google that to see how that, That's how, that how that wonderful that
2: Portland political story ended. Um, I guess since we're talking about it, what else did you see?
0: Oh, in this movie? Um, I don't know. What did I see?
2: I saw a Bridgeport beer sign. Oh, nice. Somewhere in a bar, There's maybe. Portland
0: Brewing in the first one. There's McTarnahan's, I think.
2: Yeah, and then this one, too, at the end credits, thanked McTarnahan's. I was going to go to those end credits because they, thankfully, in this movie, had a lot of thanks to
0: different locations, which I'm... <laughs> I'm hoping will help me since I have not built the map
2: yet for this episode. Oh, I was Reed College was where the professor was speaking, wasn't it? Oh, oh,
0: is that where that was? I'm pretty I sure where that was. Yeah. Um, another thing is that since Jake's parents were killed by the original murderer, Jake is often visiting the graves of his parents, which are just on a hill <laughs> overlooking the ocean. Yeah, which was pretty great. And then at the end, when Stacy gets killed, Stacy, his girlfriend. He buries Stacy next to his parents on this cliff. Yes. That's not a grave. I was like, "How does Stacy's parents feel about this?" He just steals her body to... And then when Jake gets killed, he's buried next to them all. And
2: then he puts little like crosses that would get blown over with like a five knot wind.
0: <laughs> there was so there were some nice shots of of Portland's coast. It opens and closes the movie with um. I don't know if it was stock footage or not, but it was some nice footage of the coast where they claim, they claim devil's Lake is located. They had Um, Tom
2: Shaw fly them around. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: The problem I think with this movie, well, how, what would you uh, both as you're staring at, at what I'm guessing is screen crabs of this movie, trying to make sense of it. So if this movie, you guys hated it, I think a lot more than me, which is surprising. So what did you not like about it? Like, what can can we quantify what we're trying to say? I guess
2: I felt betrayed by it because it was trying to have its cake and eat it too. How so? By advertising itself as not a sequel, but then you watch it and you're basically have to have knowledge of the first movie to understand what's going on. Okay, so that made me so mad. even after watching the terrible first movie, you were. Yeah, you were betrayed I, by the fact that this hey, one was not very good. I was not excited that I had to watch this, but I, the first one at least put me in like the Halloween spirit. You know, I, I at least felt like I was watching a horror movie in the month of October. I didn't put
0: that together that this is not Halloween y feeling at all. at all, Fall, even fall feeling, even though it's no. called The Harvest Killer. Yeah, that's so so what's that, so that, so that yeah. gone.
1: Yeah, it's <clears throat> there, there was no. Logical build up and and resolution. Like we knew who the killer was. We knew who the killer was, and and it just meandered around it a lot until the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So well, uh, and I think because there was no clear motive, there was no no clear
1: motive, and these city, this this the people of this town did. Did not take actions like you would if people were being murdered around you in a town of like forty people, like
0: <laughs> that's you know, like but, a third of your population yeah. <laughs> has vanished due to brutal murders. It's
1: a it's a tiny town, and they just keep on like keep on keeping on. There's a lady who's home and alone home alone in this big house. A car shows up randomly in front of her house that's empty, but. The lights are on and the engines running, and so she walks out by herself, goes out to the hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, hello, <laughs> and not are, your dog. Are you there? And then twenty minutes later, she finally gets spooked enough to go back inside and close the door behind her,
0: and not call nine one one because apparently the the she, small town does not have nine one one. She and
1: left a message <laughs> for the sheriff. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> and like what what is going on like everybody would be terror- terrified and in a small town like that, everybody would be packing heat and and have a loaded oh, gun for with sure them. and
0: for sure
1: and so there there's the realism uh, it was just uh, let's let's talk about the mayor are you like like this? <laughs>
0: The mayor, who has uh, a a very long IMDb page, uh, compared to a lot of other people from this movie, so maybe maybe the dialogue he was given was not great. I didn't think he was great in this movie. Maybe he's great in something else, but but yeah, his character was like in in Jaws, how the mayor of Amity doesn't want any of this out because it's gonna impact all the business, and so he basically just does nothing. About weeks. it and just like shoes everyone questions? away.
2: You know, the town is still worried about safety issues. Uh, let me stop you there. Now, Sheriff Roberts and his deputies are more than capable of keeping all of you safe.
1: Oh, what about our store? We were robbed.
2: <laughs> if that's all the crime there is in this town, I'd say we're doing a great oh, job. Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> In this town of 500 people, just
2: a a robbery or two is fine. Just the cost of doing business. Now, let's face it. There were wrongs on both sides. (laughs)
1: Exactly. There were were good people on both sides.
2: Uh, This movie just has no reason to exist. It really doesn't.
1: And I think that's what... Because... uh, It's got a bunch of parts, but it doesn't have a spine. Like, there's no contiguous ramp with, and because it, with, it, with it, any resolution. There's so many loose strings. Like the guy who's f- been framed in jail. Like there's no resolution. or He's he still he's there. He's still he, in jail. He, they, they, forgot no jail. To,
0: they forgot to tell him. He,
1: he could, you know, it could have been a He probably murdered line. a guard so, like with how unhinged
2: he was. He, he. I wish we were watching <laughs> Unhinged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he could have... Given a tidbit of of information could have, it could have the been case. a Silence of the Lambs kind of thing where he did nothing but just zero shout just the the lady who's writing the book there was nothing there was you know there was all of these little tangents that were just filler that never went anywhere
0: yeah that's and, really true and the other thing and and I I said it about the first the first movie is you can forgive low-budget horror movies a lot if they have an interesting kill or if there's a twit or there's some sort of gimmick to hold it up. And just like the, at least in this one, there were different types of weapons used, but each murder was so completely boring. But
1: the guy, <laughs> so the the professor at the beginning of the movie says they always use the same murder weapon. right? And so like, was he trying that's to throw why people I, off? That's
0: why I wondered, was he the person killing everyone the whole time? Because he knew... Retain <laughs> his brain. <laughs> right. It's now in my basement.
2: Oh, it's y'all.
1: Teach shop class. This is on, the really professor. Happened. Okay about eight years ago i was studying a guy named wayne patrick collins also known as the keyhole killer <laughs> he had killed numerous people during a 12 year run with a line. keyhole i had arranged to interview him he would push his victims through the keyhole <laughs> he seemed quite calm as i questioned him but uh, i guess i got a little too comfortable i took my eye off nobody for asked second for day. this
2: movie <laughs> Paid the price. Got his
0: finger bitten so right So he off. ate your finger.
1: Yes, but I did him one better.
2: How's that? After he was put to death, I was able to obtain his brain. It's now in my basement in a jar,
0: <laughs> next to my Tide pods. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the, it, it shelf. Is. It's on the shelf. Not next even to like a rag. in a museum. Yeah, it's just in his basement yep. in a jar, floating in a jar. But so, are we supposed to? think why
2: why does he show up at the end and kill jake because the movie felt like it needed a twist Twist. and the the ending that they had that it was just billy all along was never enough to sustain a sequel like this and then and
0: then Then after all of this there is a second twist and that twist is after after the professor kills jake we get a flash of white and then it this is exhausting it turns out that this whole thing is a flashback by child jake so throughout the movie as jake's having flashbacks of his parents getting killed they show this little blonde baby baby jake finding his parents murdered in the room every single flashback at the end of the movie this child's eyes opens up as if all of this any of this some of this none of this has been conjured by this child? Has been imagined? Did, did you not see this, I, I, Brian? I, I didn't get
2: that at all. It happens for
0: like we, once. A, what did you tell us? What did you get out, out of, of it? it?
2: Or did you just not? I, I didn't put think, that much thought into it. I was just like, oh, they're going back with the child. We've seen him before.
1: See him. Jake Parker. And then he wakes up.
2: As the child? As the child. The whole thing was a dream of the child?
0: Yeah. So now we're to believe Wait, that this baby is Jake. a manifestation of child Jake uh, imagining ma- all of this. Maybe
2: he had a premonition of the whole thing as a child. It
0: would explain the disjointed
1: nature of everything.
2: <laughs> it would explain why it feels like this movie was written by
0: a child. <laughs> <laughs> but then did he, manifest, did he imagine the events of a year ago from Harvest of Fear? We are never given a story about him in the first movie about his parents getting killed. Well, we must have been. He never had any flashback. I don't. I don't
1: remember anything about that movie.
0: So we get a double twist of the professor killing Jake and then the child Jake waking up as if this was all a dream. I'm guessing this movie's not on Wikipedia.
1: No, not at all.
0: This movie is at Movie Madness. The only place it exists. <laughs> Let's
2: go into Movie Madness uh, and ask them to explain it to str- us. <laughs> Can Demand. you explain this to me? I need answers. I- <laughs> Demand. Actually, no. That just reminded me that the thing I hate most about this movie is how much money it cost me, because when I picked it up from Movie Madness, I. Uh, put it in my car to return it oh, and then no. forgot it was in there for like 10 days uh, so do the makers get residuals for how often their stuff is rented <laughs> I, I didn't have to pay anything because I just like dropped it off after 10 days but next, next time. time I go in there I, I could have probably bought it on Amazon three times for whatever path
0: of evil uh, what does path of evil even mean at least harvest of fear made path, some sort of is the sense. path of
2: evil the path that the young Jake has been set on Due to the murder of his parents. This movie had the
0: gall to have Stacy say to Jake, I love you. And then for Jake to Han Solo the answer and say, I know. Which is <laughs> yeah. one of the most offensive <laughs> things I've seen. <laughs> of all the things this movie tried to do, it tried to Han Solo its charismaticless. Main character. Yep. Ugh. Maybe I take it back. No, I still think this movie was better than Harvest of Fear, by the way. Ooh. Is there anything else? Oh, so... When the couple that owns the business that keeps getting robbed at the beginning, when they're at the end of the movie, when uh, in their house, they are being stalked by the mask killer, the wife, of course, goes to take a shower. After leaving meat on the counter. <laughs> she is shown... I don't know what business they have... She's just showing at, what shown at one point hacking meat with a
2: cleaver. And then just, like, immediately drops the meat. It's like, I'm going to shower. <laughs> she does.
0: She forgets to put the meat in the fridge. <laughs> I didn't notice that.
2: Just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so she goes to take a shower, and they do that thing where, um, for some reason, the killer doesn't kill the husband, but just knocks him out. Uh, then goes into the shower, and the wife is in the shower. and And I thought the killer from outside the shower. Rick, is that you?
1: I've got soap in my eye. Rick, can you hand me a towel? So I
0: thought the thing was going... I said a towel. Can you hand me a towel? gets killed in the shower. I thought they were going to do the thing where like maybe he flushed the toilet or turned the water and made the water scalding because she reacted. She's like, ah. And then she says, I got soap in my eyes (laughs) and then turns the water off and asks for a towel. What is she doing? Do you know how to shower? (laughs) You are in the shower. (laughs) That made me a little mad. Uh, Is there anything else to be said about this movie?
2: I just hope there's not a third one.
0: That I thought there was a secret third one because the poster was in similar colors, but apparently that one takes place in New Mexico in 1865, so we are safe from, uh, from whatever that movie is because I couldn't find it being played anywhere, so.
2: Oh, I just realized something. What? So the, the director was also the professor.
0: No.
1: What? Really? Yeah. yeah. So he wanted to make himself the killer.
2: Yeah. Oh. Or did he? It was a vanity project. Was he the killer though? Or just of Jake? You're just gonna have to ask Who him. Who killed yourself? all of these people and why? For Let's what reason? Contact him. <laughs> we should <clears throat> We should really get a hold of him. Uh... Oh, interesting. <laughs> so the director wrote this movie. Yeah. Uh, but he did not write the first one.
0: There's a brother team that did the first one, I think. Yeah, you're right. Um so maybe he took he took the money. <laughs> he took the money and ran from the first one and said, I'm doing this on my own. I've got this great idea and I can't be stopped. <laughs> um We did get uh a prison warden saying it's a waste of time to pay attention to any of these people about his
2: own prisoners, <laughs> which was This is the bottom This is truly right here. This is like the bottom of the barrel for Portland at the movies. It
0: wasn't good enough to be, it was too good to be bad. It wasn't bad enough to be good. It wasn't bad, good enough to be fun. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It
2: wasn't anything. It
0: wasn't anything at all. The first one had a little bit of charm because of its limitations and its, you know, small production i guess it was fun to have it all filmed in a retirement center that they tried to pretend was like a club and all of that (laughs) there was a location that did um show up from the first one that i recognized there's some restaurant that they go to that has this octagon window oh um and at one point they're outside of that i'm like i (laughs) I remember that. that window so i'll have to find that I think they're in Estacada, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. So I'll go look through that again. So you can look at the you can look at the locations at dot slash map. But there yeah, there is just I did feel, like I said at the beginning, that the technical aspects of this movie did seem better than the first one.
2: I was so distracted by all the other stuff that I was just hated that didn't notice. <laughs>
0: I think maybe I went into this having listened to our old episode being like, maybe I was too mean, but (laughs) (laughs) apparently not. (laughs) This movie just provokes ire. just got
1: Stockholm Syndrome. Well, we did.
0: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, We did put uh, Harvest of Fear way at the bottom of our list. You guys did put it above things like uh, Extraordinary Measures and uh, something else that we watched. So... Now, where does this movie fall? Do you do you put it below those movies? Seems yes,
1: <laughs> extraordinary measures is still at the bottom of my <laughs> list because because I I want it like that had that no had, excuse that had no excuse that right. had real real stars. people doing real that things. Had Harrison Ford, for <laughs> God's sake, and they had I I fall asleep thinking about the plot. right right
0: <laughs> this one i think like we've mentioned is just so there is no reason for it there's no vision there didn't seem to be a passion for any of the things and then with that double surprise ending that makes none of anything makes sense right. is really although at least they say that for the last five seconds so like yeah. it didn't make me furious the whole movie <laughs>
2: at least <laughs> um I think I was still more entertained by extraordinary measures and breaking in because I breaking in. I heard I was listening to a podcast this week it's called 302010 which is a fun
0: it's not the greatest podcast but they just look back what happened this week in pop culture and 20 years ago 30 years ago 20 oh. years ago 10 years ago and the 30 years ago breaking in <sighs> came out and so they mentioned it which is crazy cuz no one ever mentions that. None of them had seen it, but they're like, Oh well, this is you know, Burt Reynolds and it's getting a bunch of great reviews saying Burt Reynolds <laughs> is is back and he's acting again and like I'm like, Don't do it. Don't Don't <laughs> Don't take the bait. I really do kind of wish we can get like maybe listener consensus on breaking in because every once in a while I'm like, maybe we're just getting it wrong. <sighs> well, no,
2: no. <laughs> but at least with that movie, it, it was truly shot in Portland and right. it surprised us with some locations. And... Right.
0: This one. I, yeah. And I guess going back to atmosphere, they did have real houses and I felt like real sets this time, which I don't feel like they always had in the first one. Right. Um. But yeah, that atmosphere also wasn't there because we were in all these different houses owned by different people whom we didn't know. And it was just, you know. Mess. It was
2: a mess. It was its own path to evil, its own horror story. So I feel like, you know, these movies that we watch that are filmed in Portland are typically not good to begin with, but I feel like horror gets the particular Portland shaft. Like, I feel like the, the horror movies we watch are particularly. Yeah, the worst. although,
0: unhint, yeah, and those both, the both, both of the Piddock Mansion ones were just so fumbled. It was a shame. There is, um, Green. Room. Room coming up, which I've heard, I haven't seen. I've heard good things about, and they've covered covered that I think on Half in the Bag or or one of the Red Letter Media shows. And there is um the, the Diaries, the Rise of the Rise and Fall of Leslie Vernon. I was going to say the the Diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer. Do you remember that show? <laughs> I <Wow>. do. Sadly, <laughs> that was a show I believe on Fox in the Lasted early like two the episodes. early nineties. That I believe the conceit was that um. Abraham Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln was an a, idiot. Ben had like a, a black, sec not secretary, but black assistant like, butler. Assistant butler something. And he was, was the like,
2: genius of the Lincoln administration. It was a wacky comedy. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why did, <laughs> I bet Todd and I are the only two people in yes. a five mile radius who remember that show. <laughs> that and Shasta McNasty. Do
0: you remember no, that? No. Starring Jake Busey. I believe that was a UPN show. Oh, so Homeboys from Outer Space. <laughs> oh gosh we should do a, a whole podcast just about early <laughs> early fox <laughs> and UPN and CW shows um well there were yeah there were a couple of people like we said that show up in, in more movies like uh, the famed Kurt Hansen from goonies who shows up in a in a lot of stuff um but other than that uh, Carrie uh, Finklia who played Stacy has had a, a actually pretty steady career too she is uh, still working. And and done a lot of things. Um, the the director not so much, but there's a couple people that have been in a couple other things. But other than that, I think this is a thoroughly, thoroughly <laughs> Elizabeth um, Now I'm just doing word association. Is that mysterious music yes. again? <laughs> That's the most Halloween thing about this whole movie is Mark's new sounder on our new board. Um, well the end the end of path path of evil are we shutting the book on this closing the yes necronomicon for good for good, for good. as brian said it is just as good as evil dead too so you can <laughs> take that like to jaws. the and almost like almost jaws. as good as jaws <laughs> um anyway well do we have some exciting news for next month we do have exciting news actually uh It was announced today on Fun Employment Radio that uh, we, Portland at the Movies, oh, wow, uh, will be doing a live version of our show on November 15, which is the 10 year anniversary of Fun Employment Radio. They are having a huge party and they're still announcing, uh, they've got some uh, big things to announce, which I don't even know what they are, but um, uh, Portland at the Movies and Geek in the City, another fine. Find a uh, fun employment radio podcast and fun employment. We'll all be doing little shows there. I'm not sure what we're going to be doing. I have an idea. So remind me afterwards. I'll run it past you. That's, um, yeah. But yeah, come see the show, but mostly just to see everything else that's going to be happening there. Uh, like I said, November, Friday, November 15. Um, I forget what venue it's at, but you can go look that up on Facebook. Um, and listen to Fun Employment Radio. You can also support us and our endeavor in living through the nightmares that are movies like uh, Harvest of Fear and Path of Evil by going to patreon.com slash Portland at the movies to support that. But Brian, you have the fullest plate of us all. So why don't you tell us about all of the Unipiper things coming up?
2: Uh, you can this weekend see uh, myself, the Unipiper, and uh, Todd will both be at the Retro Gaming Expo at the. Uh, Oregon Convention Center. Yes, Um, the 18th, 19th, and 20th of October. Yep. And, uh, but more importantly, you should absolutely right now go buy a ticket for the Weird Portland Gala, which is happening on November 7th. Um, That is a costume party for the ages in Portland. Um, we've got all sorts of uh, grand, weird Portland celebrities that will be there. Uh, Mosho the cat rapper will be performing. Rojo the llama will be there. Uh, Toby Froud, the little baby from Labyrinth, whose mother made Yoda.
0: <laughs> I was watching a um, one of the Defunctland series oh, on yeah. the history of the Muppet Show, and of course, yeah. uh, Brian Froud, uh, Brian Froud, who is Toby's father, showed up because he did all the concept art for Labyrinth, yeah. which is how. Um, that yeah, he is involved with all of that. So it's so
2: pretty amazing. Anyways, you should uh come to this party. It will be uh truly a historic Portland event. And thank you for not saying and historic because that <laughs> drives me crazy because that is yes. incorrect. <laughs>
0: uh Mark, what about you? What are you up to? I'm busy. What are you doing today? I'm busy. <laughs> what are you doing for was... the rest of the night?
1: Uh <clears throat> um You can find us at uh, the Mark and Todd cast and we talk about things going on in Portland and uh, some science topics and, and things like that. And uh, we're a weekly, weekly podcast and you can find us at markandtodcast.com.
0: There you go. We just did a show about the house un-American activities committee of the uh, that was big in the 50s everybody a big hit in the 50s it was something everybody could <laughs> we're bringing it could back dance to it. yes <laughs> what's old is new again um so thank you for listening anything else that we need to say no i think that's it all right well then let's see what plays over the ending credits of this movie and we will see you guys next time thank you for
2: listening i'm sure it's the goodman brothers <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's just um it's just the intro send out oh.
0: Is this the opening? Yeah. The opening was pretty crazy. Right and, uh, I believe this is probably how they sold the movie. This little intro. Oh, <laughs>